Welcome to the Econ Dev Show. We explore the strategies, ideas, and insights that are driving economic development forward into the future. You'll hear new insights from passionate EDs about their successes and struggles. And you'll learn from attraction and retention experts about how to apply actionable strategies inside your EDO. We'll help take your organization, your community, and your career to the next level. Here's your host, Dane Carlson. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Econ Dev Show podcast. This is Dane Carlson, and I'm your host. Welcome to the 20th episode of the Econ Dev Show. Who would have thought that seven months ago that we would have had thousands of listeners and that the daily email newsletter would have 600 subscribers and would be growing by 10% per week? Super thankful for all of you for listening and for reading and for participating. Um, seven months ago and maybe a week, I was sitting in the dark here in Texas Winter storm Yuri was upon us. The pipes were frozen, the electricity was off, and everyone was sort of huddled in the living room around the fireplace. And my phone started blowing up. Twitter was just going crazy. You see, for my day job at Galveston County Economic Development, we'd been running billboards in California that said, move your business to Texas. We have electricity. Um, California had been having problems with wildfires like they're having this summer. And during those wildfires, they shut off the electricity. I thought, you know, that's a good hook. Businesses don't like having their electricity turned off. I'm from California. I've experienced that. I, I know that it's horrible. They should move their business to Texas. Well, at that moment, a little over seven months ago, we were sitting there in the dark because our power was shut off because of a winter storm. And let me tell you, having your power shut off in the middle of winter is substantially worse than having your power shut off in the summer in California. Anyway... It was cold. It was dark. I needed something to distract myself. And I thought, you know what? Why don't I start a podcast? You see, I'd always loved podcasts. I'd always listened to podcasts. I listened to, I don't know, a dozen, half a dozen podcasts a day. I listen on uh, two times speed, maybe two and a half or three times speed if I'm, you know, really focused on what I'm listening to. And I've always enjoyed speaking in public. I just never really like listening to myself. I never liked the idea that I would have to hear what I sounded like on the recording. Well, I've gotten over that, I think, a little bit. I'm now able to edit my podcast without cringing, um, which is good. And I really enjoy connecting with all of you. I really enjoy being able to sort of reach out and, and talk to various economic developers around the country and across the planet. It's fun. I love it. And you guys have such good questions for me. And I hope that um, I've been able to connect you with resources and other experts to answer your questions, help you out. I'm really glad I did this. I think this is important to to understand that when you're contemplating starting a new project, learning something, doing something new, I think you should ask yourself, in 20 weeks, in six months, am I going to look back and be glad that I started this? Or am I going to look back and think, why the heck did I do that? You know, it's like exercise. When you start exercising, it's painful. It hurts. Your muscles are sore. If you exercise too much at first, you know, your muscles are sore for a week. It's horrible. But if you can push through that in six months, are you going to look back and think, why did I ever start exercising? Or are you going to look back and think, man, I should have started six months earlier. I should have started a year earlier. 
I think starting this podcast was kind of like that for me. I should have started earlier. Anyway, I'm glad that you're all along for the ride. Um, today's podcast is something special. A couple months ago, I was a guest on the Next Move Group's podcast hosted by Chad Chancellor. Chad is a site selector. He is a, an executive recruiter. He is a consultant. He is a, um, I count him as a good friend. He helped me get the job here in Galveston County. He ran the executive search and told me, you know what, Dane, you're right for this job. And um, it turned out he was 100% correct. So I'm indebted to him, and I enjoyed being on his show, and I thought you might enjoy hearing from me for a change. So without further ado, here is my episode of the Next Move Group podcast. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of the Next Move Group We Are Jobs podcast. This is Chad Chancellor, co-founder of Next Move Group. Today, we got Dane Carlson with us. He's the Economic Development Director in Galveston County, Texas. So, Dane, welcome to our show. Thank you for having me, Chad. Yeah, so I want to get Dane on here. He's actually been on one of our movement podcasts for just our movement members. Dane was actually, I believe, our first movement member, I guess, two years ago now. He was number one. Now we've got hundreds of them. And so we had him on our show with our movement members to talk about how to do LinkedIn marketing, but we hadn't had him on our show for the whole public. We thought now was a good time. Dane, tell these folks a little bit about what you do there in Galveston County. Sure. I'm the director of economic development in Galveston County, Texas. Like you said, Texas is an interesting place in that we don't do economic development on the county level. So I'm probably maybe one of, you know, two or three economic developers at the county, you know, with a county position. And in that position, I do attraction marketing for our cities. So I help the cities go out and find prospects. And when they bring them in, I help them close. Yeah, so Dane's got a unique position. Everybody's heard of Galveston, of course. I mean, that's, you know, with the country music song and everything else, everybody's heard of Galveston. But Galveston County's got, what, eight or nine different towns? I mean, you got League City and Friendswood and all those places. So you almost function like some regional economic developers do. I mean, you're out trying to generate prospects for all those communities in that county. That's right. You know, we have Galveston on the coast. Like you said, everybody knows about it. But I found that that country song is not resonating with the younger audience at a certain age. Nobody knows what that is, but yeah, everybody knows where Galveston is. The Midwest goes there to go to the beach. So that's good. And then, like you said, we have league city in the North, which is sort of just across the Creek from NASA Johnson space center. When you hear, you know, Houston, we have a problem that NASA building is, you know, about a hundred yards from Galveston County. So we basically can, you know, use that as part of our selling point. And then we have some other cities, but then in the center of the county, we have Texas City, which is probably the 17th largest port in the country, which isn't very big, but it's the primary port for fluids and liquids to come out of the Houston region. So probably like 90% of all the jet fuel used by the Air Force gets on a boat right there and leaves and goes to wherever it needs to go. So it's a boom in place, but it's a private port. So, you know, you don't hear a lot about it. Yeah, we have a very interesting place. And like you said, yes, I function like a regional group. I meet with all the economic developers from all the cities every single week. We hop on a Zoom call or we get together and have lunch. And I just do what it is that they need me to you know, help them do. Whether that, like I said, is going out and finding prospects for them, which I do day in and day out, or that's you know, coming in and sitting in a meeting because I'm the county and everybody assumes that the guy from, you know, higher up on the food chain must be more important, even though, you know, I know less about this necessarily than they do. And so, you know, I'm just out there on the ground, beating the bush, 
you know, working for the betterment of Galveston County. But we did the executive search that placed Dane in Galveston County. I guess that's been three or four years ago now. And Dane, I have to admit, I had that song in my mind as I was driving over there from New Orleans. It go, Galveston, oh, Galveston, have it goes. I listened to it over and over on the repeat. But I well, that, love Galveston. I, I love Galveston. Dane knows this is the truth. I'm not just saying this because he's on here. They have got a resort there called the San Louis. And it is just absolutely incredible and heated pool. So you can go all year round, swim up bar overlooks the uh, Gulf of Mexico. There tremendous restaurant. The guy who owns it's Tillman Fertitta. I believe how he says it. Fertitta, it yeah. Mm-hmm. You'll see him on all these CNBC shows. He also owned the Houston Rockets. I could live there. It does remind you a little of new order. They even have their own Mardi Gras. It'll remind you a little of here. So maybe that's why I like it so much. It's a very interesting place. You know, the bulk of the northern part of Galveston County is basically just a suburb of Houston. So they look at Galveston sort of a different, you know, in a different way. They're not Galvestonians. And Galvestonians have this term for themselves. They say they're a BOI, a born on the island. You know, so there's a little bit of a disconnect. But yes, you're right. Everybody loves Galveston. Well, Dane was doing economic development in California when we found him. But prior to that, he had actually sold a business involved in social media marketing. And Dane, you can sort of talk about what you did. So he brings that aspect to it. And that's really why I wanted to get him on our show, because I want him to talk about some of the cool things he's doing. So just walk us through that background and what you were doing in California before you moved to Galveston County. Sure. So from about 2001 to 2015, I was a professional blogger, which, you know, today is this thing that you know, existed back in the day. But I was probably one of the first business bloggers. I was definitely one of the first bloggers to make money and make a living on it. And I blogged about business opportunities and franchises and business ideas and entrepreneurship. And I sort of connected ideas and capital and people from all over the world. They would you know, get my daily newsletter, which had, you know, probably 26 to 30,000 people on it. And it sort of, you know, people would come on and then they would look for a business to do or to buy or to license. And then they'd fall off and go do it for a while. And then maybe they'd come back later because that business didn't work out or they wanted to do something else. So I had a huge audience of people. I was for a long period of time because of some link baiting that I did. Link baiting is sort of, it's like clickbait today. When you think of that, it was a way to generate links for your website. My blog, for instance, I made this thing called How Much Is Your Blog Worth? And it was sort of this little button that everybody put on their blog. It used some number and multiplied and did some stuff. Basically, there was a period of time for a couple of years in there where everybody had this button on their blog and it linked back to me. And so, you know, I had the most traffic. I had the most attention. I had definitely the most inbound links. So it was huge. Did that. I had a company that went out and sold advertising for me and set up speaking gigs. And I was in a bunch of commercials for Yellow Book in New York City, where I interviewed a whole bunch of interesting businesses, a Kung Fu studio, a lice salon, a salon that would remove the hair lice from your kids' heads. But it was like a really fancy salon, a toy store, some other interesting things. But I did that for a long time. I had a lot of success. And then, as we know, uh, business changes and the internet, the way that advertising on the internet worked, and it got to the place where sort of an automated systems could generate more content than I could. And it drove down the price of advertising, which, you know, drove down my revenue. So I thought, you know what, now's the time to get out. I had a bunch of people that had expressed interest in different companies that expressed interest in purchasing me. So in, in 2015, I sold the business. And at that point, I'd been doing that, you know, full time for more than a decade. And I kind of had to stop and think, you know, hey, what am I going to do now with the rest of my life? Well, I happen to live in this tiny little small town 
up in the Sierra Nevada foothills of California, just outside of Yosemite National Park. I don't know if anybody's familiar with that area, but it's very rural and it's, you know, hilly and mountainy and internet was spotty and cell phone coverage was spotty. And, you know, it was a strange place to be this internet entrepreneur, but that's where I was. And, you know, we'd go into town, we sort of lived outside of town and we'd go into town from time to time to, you know, do shopping or whatever. And for the longest time, everybody thought we were tourists. I guess we didn't fit in. We didn't look like it. And I thought after I sold, I thought, you know what? I can help this little town. You know, they've got a chamber of commerce. They had an EDC. I didn't even know what an EDC was at the time. And I thought, you know what? I can help this little small town. So I one day threw together this little website and it was sort of a social media app for the community. And it just exploded in popularity. You know, everybody was sharing it and it was, you know, it's kind of making fun of things and, you know, tongue in cheek, sort of like telling the news in the town, like there's a cat stuck in the tree kind of thing. That was fun and that was great. It got a lot of attention and people loved it. And then maybe a month later, a job opened up to head the Chamber of Commerce. So I said, hey, I can do that. That's perfect. I'll do that. So I went and I got this job and became the head of the Chamber of Commerce. I think they paid me $40,000 a year or something. My wife said, Dane, you're crazy. You know, what are you doing? I said, let me do this for a year. I think I can turn this all around and this will be fun. We'll make it work. So I went and I did that, did that for a couple of years. And basically I realized there were two classes of people in this community. There were the people that lived there all the time. And there were the people that had moved there to retire and sort of the people that had lived there all the time. They were pretty poor. They weren't well off. It was a tourist town. So they were working in the hotels. They were, you know, doing stuff like that, low minimum wage kind of positions. And then the people that had moved in later, they were older and they were retirees and they'd brought in outside money. And I realized this community is surviving on this outside money that these new residents have brought in. But like I said, this town is just outside of Yosemite National Park. So one day I got the traffic numbers of the little intersection. We had no stoplights, just a couple stop signs in town. And I realized that 494,000 cars drove down that road every day on the way to Yosemite. And light bulb went off. Those are 484,000 cars full of cash. That's our natural resource. That's what everybody in the community needs to take advantage of. And so then I spent you know, a year and a half pumping that idea around the community and promoting it, getting everybody excited and building businesses. We had a chamber of commerce and, you know, we ran on membership dues, but we also ran the visitor center in the town. So we had all the visitors stop in and I created an escape room and a whole bunch of other experiential kind of things to take the money from the tourists to illustrate to the rest of the community. Like, here's how we do this. This will work. And there was a lot of love and it was fun and everybody liked it until they didn't, until they realized, hey, hey, wait a minute, this Dane is not actually a local. He's not one of us. You know, he wants to change things. And as so often happens in small towns, especially when you work for a chamber of commerce, you know, people are fickle and their opinion changes of you. And basically they sort of ran me out of town right about the time that uh, you called me, Chad. So it was a perfect setup. Well, I know they love you there, what you're doing in Galveston, but talk about now. I know you've started your own podcast show. You've had me on it and I'm seeing on LinkedIn, you're putting out lots of links to various things. So talk about what you're working on, uh, you know, on the whole kind of content creation side and tell folks how to find you and where you want to take that. Sure. Absolutely. So, you know, last year it was a rough year for everybody. I think we all got an opportunity to do a little soul searching and, you know, sort of figure out where we wanted to go with our life and, you know, what changes we wanted to make. And I thought, you know what, I haven't got to go into any conferences. I haven't got to go out and meet anybody this year. So I really missed that. Then I remembered back, you know what, I was a pretty prolific blogger. I was a, you know, speaker, all this stuff. I should do this again. 
I should go out and I should meet as many economic developers as I can. Well, last year being COVID, no being no travel, I said, you know what? We're going to do this as a podcast. I've listened to podcasts for years. I have, you know, spoken in front of groups of all sizes, but I had this sort of psychological block. How am I going to do this? I can't talk to a microphone. I can't talk to a camera. This is not something I want to do. And so I've heard this quote many times in my life that the perfect is the enemy of the good. And, you know, we need to just get out of our own way sometimes. You know, I know that my first podcasts that I did weren't going to be good. I knew that they were not going to be as good as the podcast that I listened to. But I thought, you know what? The way that those guys got started, the way they got going, and the way that it is in any artistic endeavor, you always know what's good and you know you're not there. But the only way you get there is to sort of push through that beginning part where you suck, where ultimately you're no good. And so that's what I did. I started this podcast. It's called the Econ Dev Show, econdevshow.com. And I set out to just talk to economic developers, to meet them to you know find out what they're up to to see what kinds of things they do in their community and you know the first couple were kind of rough and it was hard and now it's much easier i enjoy it more i've listened to a couple of my own episodes i have let my wife listen to a couple of my episodes you know and one of my sons who had cancer and i've been in the car with a lot lately going back and forth to radiation he got to listen to one of them and he liked it so much that he left a review, you know, gave me a three stars and a review. So that was fantastic. So yeah, we're doing the econ dev show. I interview economic developers from all over the country, ultimately, hopefully all over the world. But also one of the things that I do, you do something similar, Chad, you take your content and you sort of multitask it into, you know, use it for different things. You make record audio content and then you transcribe it and turn it into sort of stories and you take, you know, books and you put them in different formats, you know, whether it's a lecture or a book or whatever it is. And you got to do that with all of your content. So I thought, you know what, I need to be out there exploring these different opportunities. And so while I did that, I started doing some LinkedIn marketing. You know, I know I was on your show for your members, I don't know, a year ago where I talked about LinkedIn marketing and I've always had a lot of success with LinkedIn marketing, but I thought, you know what, I need to really dive into this more and, and get busy on it. So I started creating content, put it on LinkedIn. So the Econ Dev Show now is not just a podcast. It's a weekday email newsletter and it's a blog and it also gets posted to LinkedIn. So it's just a ton, an absolute ton of content. You know, Monday through Friday, we put out a new email every single day. Mondays, we put out an announcement about our podcast of the week. Tuesdays, we put out a productivity or a professional development or maybe even a business development tip of some kind. Wednesday, we publish economic developers and development in the news this week. Thursdays is the sort of things that economic developers need to know this week. And that's sort of a recap of a whole bunch of interesting stories and infographics and articles from all over the world that are interesting that I think make economic developers smarter. And then on Friday, we publish economic development jobs of the week where I've collected all those. And putting all those together, honestly, the economic developers and development in the news takes probably 12 hours a week. It is a ton of work. But it's so much fun and everybody seems to really love it. And it's really, you know, growing the podcast and, you know, growing the subscription and all that stuff. So everything's going great. Do you have an email list here? You're just posting these on LinkedIn and then people put their email in to receive them. 
yes, I have an email list and all the content is posted to LinkedIn. And definitely I encourage people to go from LinkedIn to go and, and sign in. Some of the pieces they have to put in their email address to get access to, like in the news and the jobs, they got to put in their email address, no money or anything, but they put in their email address and then they get all the emails. And then some of the other content just goes straight onto LinkedIn or a link to it goes straight onto LinkedIn. Wow. Well, I know to do one a day is a lot of work because we do content on Tuesdays for our movement members. And on Fridays, we do a newsletter. Then we have our Thursday show, which you're on this Thursday. I mean, that's a lot of work. So I know that's a whole lot of kind. And I knew you had to be doing it a lot because every time I'm on there, I'm seeing a different post, but I didn't know if it was daily or how you were, how you were going about that. That's right. So I, yeah, I do a blog post today that gets collected and put into Thursday's email. And then the jobs kind of like work on that all, all week long. I have a whole list of sites that I check, bunch of URLs, open up, check those, look for new stuff, drop in the database, pull it all out at the end of the week. In the news, you know, that's a ton of work. Every week, there's about 100 economic developers that we find, you know, interesting news stories about them, you know, for newspapers and, you know, websites all over the planet, really, and collect all those into a database, then sort of got to figure out what state they're in or where they're located. Then you got to figure out, you got to find their LinkedIn because I linked to their LinkedIn. You got to find the URL of their organization. You know, anybody else that's mentioned, you got to put links. It's phenomenal what people really love it. And truthfully, you know, people who are in it love being in it and people who know people that are in it love it. But salespeople love it because they get to see what's happening. Other people that just want to like stay abreast of things, they love it. And it's really fun to sort of see what kinds of economic development are happening in different parts of the country. You know, in the Northeast, economic development sometimes looks very different than it does in the Southeast. So we can see these things. And it's fun to see these very small communities or even, you know, mid-sized communities have these little tiny projects and they're just so excited about it. You know, you feel good for them because they're doing it. But, you know, if that was happening in Galveston County, it wouldn't necessarily be as exciting because it's a small project. But, you know, right. everybody starts somewhere and economic development comes in all shapes and sizes. So I've learned some stuff. I've seen some good things. You think you'll ever add video to it or you just keep it a podcast and a content? As I'm getting more comfortable uh, listening to my own voice, maybe I could live with this idea of putting out a video. I think that video is the future. You know, video is something that's easy to watch. And, you know, we all sit there on our phones and scroll through things. I don't know that necessarily long form video is the best thing. I like how you break up. You have that video that comes out every week that has those different segments. And I like how you publish the news, right? I like how you publish the different segments because I think that's easier to consume. Yeah, people don't want to watch 20 minutes, but they will watch the four minute when, you know, whether it's jobs or where the new plants are going or whatever. Right. I think that's the future. So, yeah, as I figure out how to chop things up and make them into pieces, I think, you know, videos could potentially work. Right. Awesome. Well, tell these folks again the website if they want to follow Economic Development Show or your LinkedIn if they want to subscribe or how they can best follow all your content. The easiest way is go to econdevshow.com, E-C-O-N-D-E-V-S-H-O-W.com. LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, we're everywhere. You know, either go to the website, Google Econ Dev Show or Google Dean Carlson. You'll find me. Then if they Google, are you on like Apple Podcasts and all those places? Oh, yeah. Apple Podcasts and Spotify and, you know, Amazon Podcasts and Google Podcasts, everything. Yeah. All right. That's where y'all can find him. So, uh, Dane, thank you for spending a few minutes with us today. Absolutely, Chad. Thank you. You've been listening to the Econ Dev Show with Dane Carlson. If you're an economic developer who never stops learning, for more expert strategies, fresh insights, 
and new ideas to take your career, organization, and your community to the next level. Visit us on the web at econdevshow.com. 